someone came knocking someone was knocking but the door was wide open and there was no one there as i stared at it i heard the knocking again and realized it was not at the door but at the window turning i was astounded to see a crow tapping persistently with his beak on the open glass pane my mother had been feeding a crow at her kitchen window every day and telling us what a gentleman he was tapping politely to inform her of his arrival she fed him tidbits of whatever she was cooking and they had a chat i assume she did the chatting she'd never claimed he'd talked back though apparently he cocked his head and looked at her in a most intelligent fashion as if he understood every word when mother saw our reaction to her eccentric friendship she reminded us that there was an ancient belief that crows carried the souls of ancestors and feeding them was a noble duty and now here was this officious fellow tapping on my window it could hardly be any other crow what a colossal cheek i ignored him at first then waved him away crying push in a fierce way but he was unmoved i muttered several remarks darkly about this being entirely my mother's fault but that didn't budge him either i was wary about getting pecked at and went to the window only when all else failed i had no intention of feeding him no matter what ma said about the souls of our ancestors i approached the window flapping a small hand towel and crying to the insolent bird get lost i'm not giving you a crumb so stop disturbing me when i'm trying to study push you greedy fellow ma has spoiled your habits and now you think none of us has anything better to do except to run around finding tasty niblets for you well you can jolly well think again wrong number this time buddy now scram and finally after much scolding the wretched bird flew off with a flutter of angry feathers and a raucous cry I walked up to the window boldly now and followed its flight and I almost jumped out in shock because as I peered down into the haze who should it alight beside but my friend Lekha how could it possibly be her was I imagining things but it looked just like her from up here I jumped up and down in excitement and waved madly at her and she waved back how on earth did she train the bird to do that find the correct window in the first place what was she doing here at all she should be shivering in the wet and cold of cambridge not standing here in the hesitant sunlight of the delhi winter i knew she couldn't hear me from up here but i screamed at her anyway gesticulating madly that i was coming down just wait a minute she was cool and serene the wicked thing sketching me a sardonic salute I flew out of the house yelling to my mother that I was going downstairs no time for explanations I'll tell her later I tossed a quick glance at the lift to see if by any chance it was already on our floor it wasn't and I had no patience to wait so I flung myself down the stairs two at a time in my daring hurry to greet my friend again she hadn't said a word about coming back and I'd received a letter from her only 2 days ago This was before there were cell phones or even computers you know we wrote letters by hand if you can believe such a thing 
Lekha must have wanted to surprise me. She'd certainly done that. But why had she returned midterm? She was a top student in Cambridge or anywhere, so it couldn't be related to that. Lekha and I had grown up together living in adjacent buildings. We'd been best friends, even though we studied in different schools. All our free time was together, and night spends were common. Then she decided to go abroad to study. She was a super brain and had earned a fantastic scholarship, you see. And there was no way I could even think of asking my parents to fund me. So we'd had to say bye-bye and we both cried buckets. Lekha consoled me, saying I'd always be her best friend. And just because she was going and I was staying wouldn't make any difference to our friendship. Which was what I'd secretly feared, of course. I'll be back soon and the first person I'll come to meet is you. I promise, she'd sworn. Anyway, we could write letters to each other. Which was what we'd done. But I'd really missed my friend nevertheless. And I was delirious with excitement that she was back. I flew out of the building and raced to where I'd seen her shouting, Lekha, Lekha! And running madly around because I couldn't see her anywhere. Was she hiding? Was this some game, I wondered? I asked the young kids who were playing there if they'd seen her and one of them said insolently, She's gone to London and forgotten about you. And I glared at him and replied, That's very kind of you, Curly Top. First, it's Cambridge. And secondly, she's back. I just saw her. They all laughed and I muttered idiots as I went off looking for her. I looked and looked but just couldn't see her anywhere. I asked the drivers and the building watchmen but none of them had seen her and all told me that Lekha had gone to foreign to study as if I didn't know. I told them I'd seen her here only two minutes back but they shook their heads sadly at me. They hadn't seen her in months. I decided to go to her house and check. I was beginning to feel a bit irritated. This silly hiding game had gone on for too long. I rang the doorbell at her house and waited. Nobody opened the door. But I knew they had to be home. So I rang again. And again. I didn't understand what the silly game was, but I wasn't giving in. Finally, her brother opened the door. I exploded at him. Why didn't you open the door earlier? Why has Lekha come back? Surely she isn't due to return now? I was burbling with excitement and irritation and it took me a few minutes to notice his expression and to stop chattering. His eyes were red. He was crying. I looked past him and his parents were staring at me with tear-filled eyes and ravaged faces. A black Weight descended on my head as I skidded to my knees in front of them. I couldn't make myself ask. It was in their faces. And the four of us cried and cried and cried. They'd received the devastating news just hours ago. She'd gone out to buy provisions walked to the corner store, something she did every day. A drunk driver had flailed out of control, 
mowing down unsuspecting pedestrians as he skidded and skittered on the icy road, taking with him the best friend of my whole life. And in an instant, her joyful, vibrant, intelligent life had been snuffed out before she could experience even a part of the wonder it would surely have held for her. It was the strangest thing, and I can't explain it, and I don't often talk about it. But I know what I saw, and I firmly believe that in all the trauma and upheaval of that awful moment, Lekha somehow remembered her parting promise to me and kept her word and came back to see me once more before she left forever. Grandma held Ramya's tiny hand in her own large, warm one as they stepped out on the terrace together, keeping the little girl steady and calm as the sky overhead became dark with hundreds of crows reeling and swerving and screeching as they jostled for an early seat at the morning buffet. It was all a long time ago, my dear. But that's why I feed the crows. Thank you.